Hello again, everybody, and welcome back. My name is Will Tarasch, the founder of Ambiguous Podcast Solutions. This is the APS Introduction to Podcast Series. Uh, today, we are talking all about show structure, meaning I'm going to tell you about hosts and guests and co-hosts, how to pick a discussion topic, length of your podcast, how long that should be. It's always a hot topic to debate on the internet. Uh, how to pick a podcast names, the do's and don'ts of that, and a logo, color structure, text structure, and how that can affect your lower thirds and your graphics package, as well as your website. So all that fun stuff. Podcast descriptions, calls to action placement, meaning advertisements, lower thirds, all of that and more. So, it's very exciting. I am joined by, of course, uh, the man behind the board, Christian Wright, the founder of Cube Recording Studios. Christian, How we ready? doing, man? How we doing today? Are you ready? Last week was a lot of fun. It was all the, uh, this the intro, 45 minutes of, hey, oh, here's, yeah. here's what a podcast is. So today we're probably going to do another 45 dive minutes Dive a little of, bit deeper. Dive a little bit deeper. So now we, 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 we touch the surface. Now it's time to scratch and get a little bit deeper. So let's just jump headfirst right into it with Hosts and guests. If you have a podcast, it's very important to decide who is going to host. Are you going to have guests? Are you going to have a co-host? You know, these are questions you need to answer for yourself before you buy any equipment, before you start recording, before you release anything. This should be like, once you get the idea of, I want to start a podcast, this pretty much be the first thing you should think of. Who's going to host? So, the main host. The main host is the most important Part of the podcast, most successful podcasts have one host who take the lead. That can be a solo show. That can be an interview show. That can be a panel or a co-host and you have an interview or whatever you want to do. So the key things look out in a main host. They guide the co-host. They guide the guests through the podcast. They also guide your audience through the entire show. They are taking lead. They are the leader. They are the forerunner. They are what I do on this podcast. Also, the staller to get their thoughts together part of the podcast. This is the most important character in your podcast. And I say the word character because end of the day, podcasts are entertainment. Um, and they're informative. They're a piece and it's a personal professional. Um, but that, that main host, that first mic as an industry term, is your guide through the safari of the podcast. There, everything falls on your shoulders. This person should be comfortable behind the mic and confident in their abilities to lead the show and create quality content. At first, I was not the best co I was not the best lead, uh, but it's something I got better at. Some people can be really good at it. Some people, honestly, are better as a number two. And that's not a bad thing, you know? Some people aren't cut out to be the first mic, and that's just totally fine. It's got to figure out, is that you? And sometimes you don't know until you practice. Um, another thing a main host can be is doing solo shows. So solo shows, easy for me to say, um, in my opinion, are tough, uh, at least for me. I am not good at doing solo shows, which is why I asked Christian to hop on this podcast with me, because otherwise it would be me rambling for 45 minutes. It would be good to have someone to bounce off of. So I'm not good at solo shows, but some people really are. Uh, Dan Carlin is an excellent solo show podcaster. He does hardcore history. He talks for like four and a half hours. I'm going to mention a little more about him later. Um... But as a listener, at least for me, it can be a little hard to pay attention to a one-on-one -on -one conversation, um, but it's possible because for me, it's just like I zone out. My mind just kind of goes off into the weeds while someone's talking about, you know, whatever. But it's totally something you can do. It's totally something you can be prepared for. Um, but you got to also find creative ways to keep your audience's attention. You know, you can do quick bits, you know, just a quick three, four-minute segments, and you go to a quick break. 
right? It's just kind of keep the audience on your toes. Uh, you can put a music bed underneath to kind of keep the audience engaged that way. Although you got to be careful there because there are copyrights with music. Um, but yeah, main host, bottom line, be confident behind the mic. You Hopefully it's someone who's done it before. Um, and if you do want to start a podcast, it doesn't have to be you. You know, you can hire someone to, to host your podcast. If you want me to host your podcast, I'll do it. Just reach out to me. We're at, APS pod- We're at APSpodcast.com. I'd love to host your podcast. It's kind of what I do. Uh, Christian, any thoughts on a main host? No, I think to be a main host, you really do have to be able to captivate, uh, have your words together, be concise, um, depending on the topic, be funny. If it's serious, be interesting. And these are all the things that, you know, what a, you know, what it means to be, a, you know, the, the first mic, the host. Yeah. And then there are others who are good at kind of expanding upon other people's ideas. And, you know, that's where co-host comes and in. And that is the co-host. Or maybe you have two powerhouses. So, you know, there's that too. Yeah, you, you could you could have two co-hosts. It's kind of like, like the, the 1A and 1B. I mean, there is still the 1A. Like for the Kings of the Rings, right, Ricky and I, find a show, Ricky, Ricky, King Ricky. Mm. Um, we both kind of take lead sometimes, but he is the 1A and I am the 1B. Um, where I can ask questions. I can take a lead of a segment. But he decides when we move on and when we stick tight on a certain podcast. So you got to know your structure inside and out. And from a guest perspective, you know, they're looking on you to tell them what to do, right? They're looking on you to change the subject. A guest is there as a guest, you know, they're there just to answer your questions, have some fun, but it does fall on you. Now, Christian, you can even talk to this on like on talking with Tarashuk um, with the unknown, unnamed nonsense edition. Sometimes if we're rambling or we kind of have nothing to say, I'll just randomly go, oh, let's ask another question. Right, because like you, you can tell. You kind of get that sixth sense as a host to know when it's time to move on. Like right now, and 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 in times where you know maybe you've said everything you've had to say, but there's some there's some could potentially be some awkward silence. That's where the co-host can also you know come in and fill in and add the color and keep it interesting and keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. So. And if, and if you are doing an interview show as a, as a first mic, you got to know when to cut off a guest, right? You got to know when to... You got to take control. You got to take control. Because like, say you want to do a 30-minute podcast, and you know you ask the first question. Next thing you know, it's 12 minutes into the podcast, and you haven't even asked a second question. You know I mean? Sometimes that's fine, depending on what they're talking about. But sometimes it's like, listen, man, I got, I got stuff I want to talk to you about. Like, just cut them off and move on. Um, but co-hosts, let's talk about co-hosts. So co-hosts also add a lot a value. I love having co-hosts. Um, Talking to Tarashik needs Christian behind the board. It's someone for me to bounce ideas off of, right? That's that's huge. Even if I do have a guest, like there's been some podcasts where I have a guest in here um, where I'm going to want Christian on the podcast because I know he'll add something that I can't add. He is a different, he adds a different perspective to what I couldn't bring. So if I'm here talking to, I don't know, a dentist on the podcast in studio. My big, hey, Christian, do you have any questions for this guy? And he could be like, you know what? I've always wanted to ask him this. I'm like, great. Hop on. We can be a co-host. It'll be me and you can interview him. I still take lead, but you take that role as a co-host, even with the guest. Absolutely. So, Christian, what's what's your um, experience as a co-host when we do unnamed nonsense? Like, what do you? Like, I want to say you're the engineer. Right, you got a bigger role. You got you're the engineer. You do the cuts. You do yep, the Google the searches. Yep. You ask the questions. Yeah. Like, you, what's what's what do you think your biggest responsibility as a co-host is? Hmm. Biggest responsibility as a co-host. 
So, I mean, I think you you got to be you you got to be on point. Yeah. You know, in, in times like this, like say, what do you think about this? And then I go, oh, that's pretty well said. I think that's about it. If I do that enough times, it's like, well, why am I even here? Right. You know, I got to be able to bring something to the table. And I think with you and I, we have a pretty good dynamic because you're no a little bit more wild and out there and I'm a little bit more, you know, laid back and cool. So, you know, it gives a different perspective and we have a certain chemistry that 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 works, you know, two different personalities. And I think that's what keeps it fresh. So, I mean, I think you got to bring something to the table. Yeah. You, you don't you don't have to take the lead as much as the main host, of course, you know, co-host. <laughs> um, but you got to bring something to the table, you yeah. know, some different flavor. You know, you, you, you got to you got to be interested. You have to be engaged almost as much, but not just as much. But yeah. I think that's an important thing. You you do have to bring something to the table. And even some podcasts have a third mic. You know, again, Kings Wings podcast. It's me, Ricky and Kay Murphy. Kay Murphy mm-hmm. is a third mic. Uh, sometimes it's kind of sorry, Kay, speak when spoken to. Um, and, you know, sometimes they'll want to jump in and have a great point And they add a phenomenal point, which is why Kay is an excellent third mic, mm-hmm. because they are they are sometimes just the cherry on top to a great conversation. Some of our, our best uh, unknown, unnamed nonsense uh, segments had, we had a guest. Yeah. It was you and I, we had our chemistry, but then we have a third unpredictable factor on unknown, unnamed nonsense. And that's yeah. exactly what we need for a show like that or, or a lot of different shows. Someone to just give their input, the peanut gallery, so to speak. The, the guest isn't the peanut gallery, of course, because they're on here and we're asking them questions, but um, just a third perspective. And sometimes you're going to have a bad co-host. Um, I had a co-host, my very first podcast. He was my first, also named Christian, not this Christian. Oh. Also named Christian. Uh, a friend from high school. It was actually his not idea. Not me. Not you. Not me. Not you. You actually have already lasted longer than that, Christian. Yeah, I'm trying. Um, I'm doing my, doing my thing. But I, you know, just get into podcasting, but you get you get comfortable he you know, quickly. He was an awful, awful co-host. Like you're some- going to send him a link to this episode? I am. I am. I'm gonna. I'm gonna cut it and then send it right to his doorstep. I'm gonna make it a, v- a VHS tape. Telegram. Telegram. Right. Morse code. Like you suck. Um. But he was awful. You can make him do all that work just to find out that it yeah, says that you is, suck. <laughs> that he's awful. Um. But also, it was also my first podcast. You know, so I take some of the blame because I tried, man. I would throw him something, and he just wasn't prepared. He had nothing to say. Let's talk about wrestling, right? So I was like, Oh yeah, that's me. You know, there's there's been times where there were topics that I didn't have a, a big background in, and but. You gotta contribute where you can, and sometimes you gotta, it, like, you even gotta if make you, it up. Even if you don't know, contribute where you can. Say something stupid, you yeah. know, whatever. Say something. Something. Like I remember, there was this, there was this time where I was in the middle of the podcast, like Christian, not you, other Christian, other Christian. Like Christian, did you even watch Raw this week? Raw Monday Night Raw Wrestling. He's like, no, I didn't. And I was like, well, we got nothing to talk about then. You didn't watch the show we're actually covering, so didn't do his homework. He wasn't prepared. And eventually he just stopped showing up. And then I tried doing a solo show a little after that. And then I had another co-host and, you know, it was, it was fine. You know, me and him had natural chemistry because we're really good friends in real life. Right. Um, but even so then it, there is something missing. We were always talking over each other. And Chris, sometimes mm. I, I talk over you. I try to cut in. Sometimes I need to learn how to zip it, which is another thing that's important as a host and co-host. You got to know when to listen as well as when to talk. Um, but then we brought in Ricky and the King's Wings podcast just took off from there and it was all fun and games. Um, but you know, it takes some time to build chemistry and you got to well, give yeah. it that time. You also got to know when to 
I mean, I would say that when we first start off, like in my opinion, um, we had to we had to work work up to it. Yeah, took a couple episodes. Yeah, you know, but um, I don't know. I think potentially the biggest the big the bottom line here is try to have that chemistry. Yeah, work it out. Go through your go through your you know test different test different hosts and co-hosts out. Um, and if it's a good friend, then you probably already naturally have that chemistry. Yeah. Probably. No, honestly, some of your hosts uh, might turn to be one of your listeners, right? Like, say you have a co-host and they need to leave the podcast for some reason. They know they got a new job or they get sick, God forbid. Or they're just like, listen, man, I'm sick of podcasting. I'm done. And you want to fill that void? You know, that's where Kay Murphy came in. They were a fan. They were someone we had a guest on the show. And Ricky and I did tryouts. And eventually we had them on. Now here they are three years later. Uh, maybe it's four years. I think it's three years. I don't know. I got to ask them. Um, but yeah, you never know where a host will come in. Um, and again, well, you can go solo. It's completely up to you. Uh, and sometimes you can have you can have like a you could do your solo show, but every now and then you have a reoccurring host. Like you could like once a month we're gonna have a co-host in here, and the rest is gonna be my solo. Right? You can mix and match whatever you want to do here. Uh, let's talk about guests. Guests are great. In my opinion, always recommended. Um, so let's talk about how to find guests. Because if you are going to host your podcast as a business, you are um, whatever, you know, you got to find guests. So how are you going to do that? You know, use your network, use your social network. Let's go, let's, go, let's go with the business analogy here. I was just I was just asking about this, you know, because you, you are constantly constantly interviewing you know somewhat pretty important people and yeah and this is um i'm glad we're talking about this now so you could dive into that a little bit i mean sometimes they find me man and that's what's that but see that's the power of networking yeah when people start finding you you know it's uh it's not outbound cold calls people are calling you emailing you and asking like okay i've seen some of your stuff yeah you know how do we set this up yeah at least at least for talking with tarish the guy i've had so far two people ask to be on my podcast and to me it's the most flattering thing ever and of course I'm not going to say no because I know them personally and they're great people um, but how to find guests you know you use your network um, <laughs> I used I used my boss I interviewed my boss on my podcast which was one of the weirdest things I've ever done it was one of the most nervous I've ever been for a podcast but it was one of my favorite episodes mm. um, I didn't know that was your first time um, you know in that situation yeah, I've never actually interviewed someone like I worked with. Yeah. Uh, Michael was also an interesting one, my cousin Michael, because, you know, he's my cousin. I never interviewed a family member. Um, you know, I never really had friends on my podcast. People on my podcast became my friends. Right. So that was a little weird. Um, but, you know, I, I found them because that's in my network. You know, I needed, right. I needed someone to talk to, and I figured, okay, if this is a new podcast, I need a guest who is someone I want to listen to? Okay, let me, let me target my family and friends because that's why I want to listen to my podcast. Right. How am I going to do that? I should get on my family and my friends. Mm. Um, and professionally, I use my network. You know, you talk to coworkers. And either way, bottom line, folks, you can't be afraid to ask. Yeah, you got to leverage. You got to leverage your 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 warm network, so to speak, both personally and professionally. Starting off, you know, unless you're going to do a solo podcast and talk to yourself. This is the cost. You got to get out there and you got to network and you got to find people to talk to. Otherwise, again, solo solo podcast. Yeah. 
Which is cool too. Which is also cool. But I mean, but guests guests are great because guests, at least in theory, will be inclined to share the show with their social media following, their friends, their clients, what have you. And it legitimizes you. It does. Because now someone wants to talk to you. Mm-hmm. You know, in theory, anybody can get in front of the mic and talk about a particular topic, and maybe it catches on. But when you have someone else coming onto the show to talk to you about a particular topic, particular thing, career, professional, personal, it legitimizes the show, I think, on a, on a, on a different level. Guests are going to help you get noticed. Yeah. For sure. So go to LinkedIn. The social media factor. Go to to LinkedIn. You know, look for someone you want to be interested in. If you are um, someone who wants to interview young entrepreneurs because you're also a young entrepreneur, go on LinkedIn and type in entrepreneur. See what you can find. You know, connect with them. Message them. Sometimes you'll get ignored. What those questions look like. So let's take a look. Hey, what's up, everybody? If you're just listening to the audio, sorry, uh, I threw to a video clip. So uh, go check out the video. The video is available on YouTube in a clip form as well as the full podcast. It's about 22 minutes in. Uh, but basically, I just run through my questions and geared it towards how I structure it. So it's structured basically with um, an intro bio of the guest. I have their name and their title, a bio with the guest, either it's provided by them or I write it myself. I start with general questions, just, you know, introduce my guest, who they are. Um, and from there... I go to something about their career or their interest, uh, something I'm interested in. Uh, from there, like the meat of the article, what I'm going to talk about. Uh, if they have a book to promote, I'll talk most about the book, but my question's there. If it's a book about a certain subject, I'll ask more questions about the subject. And at the end, I kind of do some silly questions, some fun facts, uh, and then wrap it up, have their question asked for me, et cetera, et cetera. I go into detail on the video, again, it's at YouTube as well as the full clip. Um, so thank you. Let's get back to the podcast. So I hope that helps you, right? Like seeing the questions I ask, how I feel like the thought, the idea of, you know, I start with a general question. Who are these people? What I want to talk about? And then kind of like if they're selling a book or if they have like a, a new show coming out or whatever, kind of get stuff stuff that they would want to talk about, you know, something interesting, wrap it up and go home. Um, but that comes with doing research. So how do you do research on your guest? Well, I ask them. Like when I schedule the interview, I go, hey, you know, send me links to what, Ever you will find interesting. This can be your website. They have a website. Give me your website. Social media channels. Give me your social media channels. If you've been guests on other podcasts, give me those podcasts. I will go and listen to those podcasts. I will scrum through the website, look for things I find interesting. Stuff that go me. Ooh, I can answer that. Uh, there was one podcast I spoke to an author, and in his email, he gave me a fun fact that he went to clown college. So I was like, "That's awesome." We talked about twenty minutes about him going to clown college. So. I never would have known that if he if I didn't ask and he didn't put it in that email. So shout out to that guy. Um, another thing you want to do is check spelling in their title, right? So like if I, if I was going to interview Christian, I would ask for the spelling of his last name and the title he wants me to use. Like if he has a podcast, he could want to be, you know, host of the Cube, the Cube podcast. Or if he wants to promote his business, lower third can be, Founder, Cube Recording Studios. Or if it's a longer podcast, I can do both. Lower thirds can have multiple titles. Um, calendar invites. Make sure you send out calendar invites to your guests with the Zoom info if it's remote, the address if it's in person, or you can do it on Calendly and they can schedule it themselves. Um, once you're in person, whether it's remote or in person, you want to double check one more time the spelling and pronunciation of their names. I am awful. At pronouncing names, I will ask them three or four times, still get it wrong, and then apologize three or four times. But 
it's always good to ask, like my last name, Tarashuk. I have heard every which way you can mispronounce my name. Um, but if someone doesn't ask, I'm going to sit back and watch and correct them. It's going to be really funny. Uh, make sure they know what they're getting into. So, for example, say you are um, interviewing a lawyer, right, for your podcast. And you want to make sure that the guest knows at least somewhat what you're going to talk about. Some guests might want the list of questions beforehand. That's up to you whether or not you want to give it to them. Um, if one person did ask me for a list of questions, and I did, I gave it to them. I typically don't like doing that, but she was a good friend uh, and actually my former boss. <laughs> uh, then she left the company. So I did give her the questions out of respect, but most people I probably wouldn't. I'll give them, hey, like, I want to cover A, B, C, and if we have time, D. So that's totally up to you. Um, but back with the lawyer, there's some things I probably won't be able to talk about since confidentiality or if it's an ongoing case. And if you kind of formulate your, formulate your podcast on an ongoing case, you're going to get a lot of no comments and you don't have a podcast. So you want to make sure you tell your guest what it is you're talking about so they can be prepared so you can be prepared, and there's no surprises. You know, it's, I think it's very disrespectful, whereas, like, say you're interviewing an economist, right, and you ask them about a scandal that may or may not have gone on with, like, a bank that they may or may not have worked for in the past, right? You don't want to catch them on their toes, and they kind of just go put them in an awkward position. It's just rude and disrespectful. You shouldn't do that. Um, if they're in studio... You want to prep them for the breakup setup time and breakdown time. Like, listen, listen, Chris, we want to uh, schedule the podcast for 7. Uh, we're probably going to start recording at 7.30 because about a half hour for set up the equipment and testing and make sure everything's good to go. We'll get you out of here by 9 o'clock, right? Like stuff like like that. Christian, what do you got? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely the type of stuff that you want to, you know, inform your guests of. Give them, give them some understanding of what kind of questions are going to be coming their way. Um, be professional, you know, be on time, explain to them if, you know, you don't want them to come in thinking that they're going to be just getting on the mic and going if there's if there's a setup time. Mm -hmm. You know, for us, for example, when we bring guests in here, the angles are pretty much set up, but, you know, people sit a little bit differently or a different height, that type of stuff, angles need to be adjusted. You definitely need to be cognizant of telling people that um, before they come in. As I just adjust myself. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, we you you're you're a regular in in Cube Recording Studios. Yet there are sometimes some variations that need to be that need to uh, uh, angles and adjustments that need to be made. Yeah. Not to mention, you know, sometimes there's a client in here that's doing something completely different mm -hmm. from when you come in. So you know, have the setup built into the time. Let the person know. Inform them of any questions. As you said, do not offend your guests. Do not try to catch them off guard and ambush them. <laughs> That's not that's not cool. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of just reiterating what you said. I, I, I agree with you completely. Also, ask them if there's anything they want to talk about. And right? I, like, I like the way you put it. Ask them if you're not going to tell them what you're going to ask. Ask them, is there anything that you don't want? Yeah. Anything, anything I cannot talk about that's off limits. Right. Right. Like if I, if I had Jeff Bezos on the podcast, I don't know why I would, I don't, that would never happen. I don't think I even want to. But if I did, I'm like, so Jeff, uh, I heard you want to tell on a bridge about the yacht. Right in in in, uh, in the Netherlands. Why would you want to do that? He'd probably be like, "Yeah, let's not talk about that." And I I can make the decision to go. Oh, right, I'm gonna pass on the interview, or I can go. Okay, 
or give them give them you know let them know that if there's anything you're uncomfortable you know if i ask you anything and you're uncomfortable with we'll just move on yeah you you can always say no comment uh i do i do like to throw the caveat i do like to surprise my guests just a little bit because i do i do encourage my guests to ask me questions as well because my podcast is very conversational. It's very discussion-based. I make that clear up front with them as well. I was like, hey, listen, I encourage you to ask me questions during the during the podcast as well to kind of keep me on my toes. And then at the end of the podcast, the final question always goes to the guest. That's just something I thought of to kind of hold the podcast together as a gimmick, which I think is hilarious, personally. I love it. Uh, so let's do a practice run, Christian. All right. yeah. So we're going we're gonna to do a mock. Uh, here's how you should pretty much handle it. So Christian, you were gonna be my guest. Play stupid for me. All right, I need a, I need another name. Um, let's call you, um, uh, Michael Looper. Michael Looper. Michael Looper. Yeah, my friends call me Mike. My friends call me Mike. Yeah. All right, so uh, Michael, pleasure to meet you. Thank you for being in the podcast. Um, this is Cubic Coring Studios. Hope you like the place. Yeah, it's um, really nice. Call me, call me Mike. Call you Mike. All right, so I just want to make sure. So the lower third, you want it to be Michael, and last name is Looper. L O O P P E R. Correct. No, two P's, not one P. Two P's. Two P's, all right. Uh, that'd be Loper. 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 All right, so so Looper. Mm. Um, and your title is oh, yeah, uh, author of Looper with Two P's. That's the name of your book? Yes. Awesome. So I think today we're going to talk about your book, you know, your writing process, how you came up with it, why the title, and, you know, what made you want to write your memoir. Does that all sound good? Sounds good to me. Anything that's off limits, anything I shouldn't talk about? Like, I know recently you kind of, you got a divorce going on. Anything like, is that yeah, cool? Yeah, I'd like to, uh, we could talk, dive into a little bit, but I like to shy away from the personal stuff. Okay. If I if I ask you anything that crosses the line, you know, feel free to put my foot in my mouth and just tell me this, I'm not comfortable talking about that. I won't push you and we'll move on. Sounds good. All right. So uh, we're going to record for about an hour. Um, typically, I, I say an hour, but if we happen to go longer, is it cool if you go longer? Um, do you have extra time or do you have a hard out? If you have a hard out, um, we I'll respect that time and I'll make sure. If you say we're out by 7.15, we'll be out by 7.15 on the dot. I give you my word. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm good to go. I got a little bit of extra time after. All right, perfect. Wonderful. All right, so I think we're pretty much good to go. We're going to get started and then whenever we're ready. You hear Pete Fincher and we're good to go. All right. All right, so yeah, that's pretty much how you should prep your guests. Um, I mentioned what we're going to talk about. I asked them if they thing off limits. I, you know, I made some stuff up. Um, most of the time guests are going to be really cool. They're, they'll say they're an open book. I've never had, I've never asked a question. The guest didn't want to answer that. I wasn't told beforehand. Right. Um, and it can be multiple reasons and that's, that's it. So that's, that's guests, a little long one on guests, but it's guests are very, very important to a podcast. Um, so my personal choice, as you can imagine is I like to pick and choose a little bit of everything. You know, I am very eclectic with my podcast. I personally like to be the main host. Um, I think it's what I'm good at. Um, but there's also times where I like being a second mic, where I don't have that much responsibility. I just get to go on the podcast and have fun. I like having guests. I like not having guests. The only thing I really don't like is having a solo, solo show. Podcasts are personal with the audience and they feel like they know you. So as a host, it's important to open up and open yourself up, whether it's a character you're playing or your real self or your real self as a character, you know? Um, and there's plenty of dynamic duos. Think of Opie and Anthony, if you're familiar with New York Satellite Radio or Mike and Mike in the Morning um, from Sports Radio 
or comedians podcast like Anthony Jeselnik and someone else has a podcast. Andrew Schultz and Akash Singh, they have a podcast together. You know, King's Wings podcast, we have a podcast together. Um, you know, if you have, if you and your co-hosts have good chemistry, your audience is going to pick it up and your audience is going to have a favorite. And just hope it's you. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, you don't need your podcast. You don't need to stick to one of these things. You can mix and match. You know, say you're an interview show who interviews millennials and how they are with money. You know, you're going to get a very wide range of guests there. People who know nothing about money and you can educate them or people who know a lot about money and they educate you or someone who's just like you who's kind of just in the middle. Now, say you have a guest cancel last minute and you don't know what to do. You know, you're very you're very anal about releasing shows every Thursday, one o'clock in the afternoon and it's Tuesday, and your guest cancels, what are you going to do? Now, if you don't, if you have a guest format, and you're very stuck to that format, and you've never done a solo show, you can skip the week. You can do a solo show. Or you can find a, find a try and find another guest real quick, have a previous guest on. Or you can do what I would call the, uh, the expert podcast, where if you're sticking to the analogy of millennial, like a millennial money podcast, you would have a list of questions related to your podcast and you ask them and you answer them. It's a way for you to give advice to your audience from, from your point of view. Um, and this can work with sports. So if you have a, if you have a, a basketball um, guest cancel last minute, you know, you can just ask yourself questions about basketball. You know, do, do you, you know, do I think that the Sixers are going to win the, the East this year? You know, I think the Sixers are a good team, yada, yada, yada. You can go to social media and have them ask you questions. Um, this can work in medicine, law, or literally any other podcast. Uh, just be prepared to do a combo of a solo show with guests, co-host, or what have you. You know, and if you already do a mixed match in this, that, and the other, or this, that, and the third, as Christian would say, you can have these backup plans. And you can pretty much just go however you want to do it. All right, so from there, you have your host, you have your co-host, you have the idea that you want to do guests, but you're also willing to do just banter between the two of you and your, you and your co-host. Most important question, what am I going to talk about? That's really the big question of your podcast. I get all the time. What should I talk about? Now, the answer is anything, literally anything. You can do a podcast on Slinkies, for all I care. I don't know how you would do it, but you could do it. Now, if you're a business, it's easy to talk about your business, your story, your mission. Like, Christian, you could do, like, a five-episode podcast on just your business, Cube Recording Studios, all the services Absolutely. you Absolutely. So, like, how, how do you think you would plan that out? How would I plan that out? I would plan it out. I would probably split it, split the main... I would split it into two topics, the business side and then the audio and musical side of things. Mm. And I could explain there could be how to's, how to how to how to set up the process I do when I when a client calls the studio and I answer the phone. What do I say? Of course, you know, I don't just wing it. I know I've done it enough times to know exactly what I'm going to say, what kind of questions I'm going to ask, how I'm going to qualify them based off their project, what their needs are what their budget is, what their time frame is, and it all goes well, you know, 
what what next steps are how do how do you get in here what's the address are there files that need to be sent over so there's a lot of different things i could i could i could talk about um and then once they get in how do i set up you know how do i pick a microphone for them if they're going to be singing um you know things like this um after we record it well, what's my process for recording what do we do first what do we do last what order do you do things there's a lot of different areas that i could that i could attack it production do you need production you know what's that process going to look like that's going to look different from somebody who comes in and already has music yeah um but very all encompassing about the business and i guess the main topics would be business the business side of things and logistics and the music side of things how do those things operate you could also interview your clients, right? You can use it as a way to get people in the door. So say you have a musician who wants to work with you. You know, they're a little hesitant. You know, you sh you're like, okay, how about this? Come to the studio. Let's do a podcast. You and me, one-on-one, we'll promote your music, right? We'll put your branding in there. See how this cute recording series is in this window? That's going to be your logo instead or your album cover or, you know, right. whatever you want to do in there. Oh, OK. So that's what you mean. Not just an informative podcast, but any type of podcast. Yeah. 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 Or um, a lot of times I do studio footage or mm -hmm. I'm um, in the process of building up a freestyle rap podcast mm -hmm. where, you know, artists from, you know, different areas, they come to the studio and, you know, they're just sitting at a table with a bunch of other people who have the same uh, similar skill set and, you know, going back and forth. Or like you said, interviewing, interviewing artists. What's their story? You know, how did they get to have the skills and you know be wanting to pursue a music career? It's networking, right? Yeah. And that person could be like, you know, he could come in, see a studio. You see, as a good of a job I you could, do with I it. I could do one on audio engineering. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things that are related to you know the, the studio. It, it tells the story of business, your story, your mission, your expertise. Mm -hmm. um, it's a it's a it's a channel to get your voice out there. It's a way to get new business. Talk about whatever, you know, your topic, but I'm sure your your topic is probably it starts off it starts off ambiguous. Yes. And then just like tree branches, you're like, okay, well, I could talk about this thing, I could talk about this thing, I could talk about this thing, or I could talk about all of them. Yeah. Or you you could pick one. That's a good way of looking at two. it. Start start broad and get specific. Yes. Um, but if if you do have a business, right, your business doesn't need to be what your podcast is about, really? Right. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be direct. Like I, I with the 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 freestyle rap podcast. This isn't like, you know, one hundred six in Park Freestyle Friday. Like yeah. this, that's not what we do here. But it's an aspect that might be attractive and is somewhat related. But it's not direct. It's not like I'm getting on the podcast and be like, these are my services and this is what I do. You know, call the number on the screen. Right. Way too direct. <laughs> it's just an ad at this point it's just yeah, an ad it's like you're selling me something no I'm just showing you something that is somewhat related and if it turns into the the goal isn't for me to generate business right it's just to give it's to give you content right right but you know if you have a business like say you, say you want a hardware store right and you sell you know knives hammers nails nail guns duct tape electric tape whatever um but you love outdoors. You love nature. You love fishing. You could do a fishing podcast, right? Like, no, oh, this lure, this lure is the best. It gets the best guppies, the fattest guppies. Let me tell you about this guppy, right? You could do a podcast on that, and you could run ads from your hardware store on that podcast. Because fishing and hardware, you know, it could be somewhat related. Um, 
doesn't even have to be related. Like the best example I use is Conrad Thompson. I love talking about this guy. So if you're asking yourself, who is that? Not important. What Conrad does is he sells home mortgages. That is what he does. He is like a mortgage lender, whatever they, whatever it's called. I don't know what, I don't know, I've never bought a mortgage, so I don't know. But he sells mortgages. But he's also a podcaster who talks about wrestling. And he has like four or five different wrestling podcasts over the past seven or eight years. He has managed to create multiple podcasts with some of the biggest names in wrestling. He did one with Ric Flair. He did one with Eric Bischoff. He does one with Tony Schiavone. He does one with Bruce Pritchard. He does one with Jeff Jarrett. He does one with Arn Anderson. And he might be done with another one, right? But my point is, he he had that connection, right? He had that network. He just happened to know Ric Flair through radio. And he also married his daughter, so that was, that was pretty cool. Ric Flair's guy was, woo, on TV. Um, but he did these podcasts, super entertaining, took off like wildfire, had has a massive audience of millions of downloads over the past, tens of millions of downloads over the past years uh, across all the podcasts. He runs ads on his mortgage business on that podcast and makes a killing, absolute killing. And wrestling has absolutely nothing to do with his business. He also runs ads on a bunch of other things and he makes them entertaining and engaging. But he is a businessman who has a podcast that has nothing to do with his business, but is applies to the audience who listens to that podcast, like home mortgages. That's something that I can apply that. You can put a home mortgage ad on any kind of podcast because people will always be buying homes, at least hopefully. Um, so pretty much if you're trying to find a discussion topic, what do you like? What are you passionate about? Sports, fitness, religion, movies and entertainment. TV entertainment, Zodiac signs. You can talk about anything. Um, and the analogy I use with Conrad is it's kind of the inverse of a business a podcast for a business. This kind of does the inverse of a business, meaning you are starting a podcast as a business. Your podcast can then turn into a business in it of itself. And whichever one you choose... Is totally fine. Uh, but first, aside what you want to talk about, find your niche as well as your target audience. Another thing you might want to think about is what does your audience want to hear? Or what might they want to hear? So let me use an analogy of a baseball podcast. You know, that's that's very vague. That's very broad. You can do what Christian, Christian said and kind of cover all of them, all those branches. Or... You can kind of think more niche. Try to find the hole in the market. You know, are you gonna? It's always better to go niche. It is always it, but podcasting, it is better to go niche. Niche, um, and then if you're kind of stuck, go a little more broad. Like if you want to things to talk about, you can go more broad. So you could follow a specific team. You could follow the Phillies if you want. To, if you love the Phillies, you know, people Philly fans are freaking crazy, right? They'll listen to it, or. Maybe a Christian like you, you're Puerto Rican, even though some people don't believe it, but you are. Yeah, apparently I'm not Puerto Rican. Um, I got to speak Spanish for them to know. You could just, you could do profiles on Puerto Rican players, or you could just go with Latin American players, like Dominican players. Dominican players are all over the MLB, right? Like you, you could cover players from past and present and like the Negro Leagues up until currently. Um, like 
prospects. He is like the biggest prospect coming from Puerto Rico or Dominican Republic. That's very niche. People would love that, especially internationally. Um, or you cover the MLB as a whole. As, as a whole, excuse me. You know what kind of audience would that attract? What might they want to hear in addition to what you have to say? And if you find that audience, then you got to find advertisers to target target towards that audience. And then once you have that topic, what I would do is go search on Spotify, go search on iTunes, go search on Google, and search that genre. The purpose of this is to figure out what works and what doesn't work. So if you find a popular podcast, listen to it. What do you think works for this podcast? Why is it popular? Again, with baseball, someone like John Boy Media, he is phenomenal because he does in-depth analysis of baseball. He takes a lot of time and a lot of effort in his videos as well as his regular podcast. Um, so that's why that's successful, attention to detail. Um, but do that and find out how you can be different. If it's a financial podcast covering news, the latest finance news, maybe you can switch it up. Talk about historic moments in the stock market. You know, find a hole in the market. Recently, uh, at least as of recording this, we had the anniversary of the 2008 housing market crash, right? You could take a look at that day in history and see how it compares to the current housing market we have today. Or you could take a look at 1971 when we went off the gold standard and see what happened since we left the gold standard in the U.S. economics. So stuff like that. Find your niche. Find that hole in the market and plug it with your podcast. Right, Christian? Well said. Well said. Let me take a breath here. Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot, a lot of time wasn't serious. I, I mean, kind of on the note with uh, being unrelated, this podcast, you know, shot here or the unknown, unnamed nonsense has nothing to do with, you know, like a music. Yeah. You know, we do podcasts here for sure. But, you know, when people think of a recording studio, the first thing they don't think of is is uh, is podcast typically or or voice voice acting. And, you know, the show that we do with you talking with Tara Shook, Mr. Tara Shook himself um, is seemingly unrelated, but it's content. Mm-hmm. So. All right. One of my favorite things to talk about podcast length. And I say it's my favorite because it's the dumbest thing to talk about, in my opinion. But people are going to ask, so I'm going to answer. So be ready. How long should my podcast be? Well, the answer is however long it takes you to get your point across. It's that simple. Um, The most successful podcast in the world is Joe Rogan, and it's three and a half hours on average. And he's done 18, almost 1,900 of them as of recording this. You know, other podcasts are five minutes, also very successful. Typically, the answer you're going to hear most often is between 30 and 60 minutes. Now, that can depend on the topic. Um, people say that because it's the average time of a commute, and a commute is probably the most popular time people listen to podcasts. So if you're just starting, I would give the advice between 30 to 60 minutes, but don't treat that as gospel. There is no right or wrong answer as to how long your podcast should be. It should take however long it takes you to get your point across. Every time I have a guest, I ask them if they can go longer, if we go longer, because if I'm in the flow of things and it's a great conversation, 
I don't want it to stop. And it shouldn't stop because you have this unknown arbitrary time frame. You know, people kind of get stuck, in my opinion, on that traditional media. I use that in air quotes again of like, you know, Nickelodeon has a 30 minute time slot for all their shows. It can't be longer. Actually, it's 22 with ads. You know, NBC has their news segment for two hours. Can't be longer. We got to get to Survivor next, right? Like, podcasting isn't like that. Who determines how long a podcast should be? The free market of ideas. Who determines how long a podcast should be? How long it takes your audience to listen to it? Does your pod, like, an experiment, right? Do a podcast that's 15 minutes. See how it does with the numbers. Do a podcast that's two hours. See how it does with the numbers. You know, mix and match. I mentioned Dan Carlin earlier. The guy is the number one history podcast in the world, at least in my opinion. Um, it's one of the most popular. He releases probably six a year, if I'm being, if, if we're lucky. And the podcast, like four, five hours by himself. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's hardcore history. Uh, Chris, remember on the Talk with Tarashek podcast, they did the most important day in human history? Yes, I do not remember your answer, though. I think it was Norm uh, Normandy. No, it was World War One. So I got that question from Dan Carlin's Hardcore History because he started his six-part series on World War One mm. with how World War One started and what he says is the most important day in human history. And, you know, it's a four-and-a-half-hour podcast, and it's part one of six. So altogether, the whole series is like 20 hours, give or take. And he released it over like a few years. But that podcast is massively successful, and it's super long. New York Times has something like 10, 15 minutes daily. Also, very successful. So when it, comes to sh when it comes to show length, it's up to you. It's up to you. I'm sorry. There is no magic wand to tell you what it is. Sometimes you got to make your own decisions. With podcast length, in my opinion, that's one of them. I've had people starting off like, oh, is that too long? No. It's up to you. Yeah. Did you get your point across? Do you think it's too long? Yeah, then it's too long. Yeah. And if, you, and if you're one of those people who wants it to be a concise 30 minutes, that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. I just think it doesn't matter one way or the other. It doesn't. I mean, I do think there should be, once you do, once you decide on how long you want your podcast to be, at that point, you should try to have some consistency. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, people tune in you don't you don't want to have something that's an hour and a half and then they come back for more and it's 15 minutes yeah or the other way around but more having more and then less you know you don't want to disappoint yeah yeah so just find what works for you you know there is no right or wrong answer and if, if you want to if you want to go by what your audience thinks is best do that if you want to go by what you think is best do that if you're good enough people listen to you for two hours if you're not they won't. Market demands. Market demands. I mean, podcasting is the free market of ideas. It really is. It's one of the last places where the free market is steady and strong, and it's not going anywhere. Um, so with that being said, rant over. Sorry. Um, podcast name and logo. What should I call my podcast? Uh, these are fun. I like naming people's podcasts, you know. I can come up with some pretty crazy ones. <laughs> I think talking with Tarashuk was, came up with, I was on the phone with Jared and uh, I had the opportunity to interview uh, Dr. Phil Riccobono, who was the first guest for the Talking with Tarashuk podcast. 
And at that time, I was doing the ambiguous podcast solutions, which is the podcast where I or a member of the APS team interviews other podcasters, talk about their podcast and, you know, what they're looking for, what they do, what their podcast is about. It's a networking tool, yada, yada, yada. Um, and I was like, Jared, this guy doesn't have a podcast. Can I just put on that feed? And he was like, no, because that's not what the podcast is about. And I'm just like, well, I guess I'll just create another one. I'll call it Talking with Tarashuk. I don't know. And that's literally how it came about. I, I, I kid you not. That is exactly how I got the name for Talking with Tarashuk. Uh, bottom line, don't overthink this. Your podcast name should have something to do with what you're talking about. Duh. It should have a meaning and story behind it. Um, for example, I'm very proud of this example I wrote up on the top of my head. If you have a podcast about comic books, you can call it the Kapow Podcast. You're like, Kapow! So, the story, stereotypical Kapow, used in comic books when someone gets hit. It's short, sweet, and it's relatable. I think Bam Wham Zam's better. Bam Wham Zam? That's another one. That's a good one, too. Bam Wham Zam. Now, I, as, as, of, as when I wrote this like a year and a half ago, um, maybe a little short, let me know as long as that, I Googled it. That podcast did not exist. If it still exists, take it. You're welcome. It's yours. The Kapow Podcast, talking all about comic books. But you get the point. Short, sweet, to the, it's relatable. Talking with Tarashuk, I'm Will Tarashuk. You talk with me. Uh, typically, things to avoid. Don't just use your name. Don't call your podcast the podcast the Greg Skinner Show. Sorry, Greg. No one knows who you are. And as of the first episode, no one really cares. Apologies to all the Greg Skinners out there. <laughs> Where did you get this name? I just made it up. It's I made up. It's in my head with Michael Looper. Um, <laughs> the only ex with two P's. You have ERs in all of your names. Yep. Right. Uh, the only exception for this is if you're famous or if you're well-known in the industry. You know, Jon Stewart has a podcast called The Problem with Jon Stewart, which makes sense because Jon Stewart is a celebrity. Jon Stewart is Jon Stewart. Jon Stewart's Jon Stewart, right? It, the name the name's of itself, right? Like a Joe Rogan experience. When he first started, he was the Fear Factor guy and a comedian. You know, it, famous enough. You know, if Logan Paul did the Logan Paul podcast, even though he has Impulsive, Silly, but it works. You know, talking to Tarashuk's a little different, in my opinion, because it's my last name. It's not my first name. It's not like talking with Will Tarashuk. Talking with Tarashuk kind of rolls off the tongue. So maybe a little maybe a little hypocritical, but I think it's a little different. Uh, the one exception to that is if the name is already taken, you could still use it. So, for example, if you have like a relationship podcast, like Boyfriend, Girlfriend, and you want to talk about breakups and how to deal with breakups, you call it the breakup podcast. Most likely that's taken, but the breakup podcast with Will Tarashuk will definitely be available. And as long as the, the logo looks a little bit different or looks different enough, you don't use the same color scheme, you should be just fine. And that's the exception. That's the exception. Mm. Now, there's also an exception to that exception, which is an exception to the other exception. Uh, that will not work if the name is already trademarked. So, for example... You cannot do the Coca-Cola podcast with Will Tarashuk because Coke is trademarked. It's a trademarked product. It's very trademarked. Right? You get sued really quick. So don't do that. Um, after you have the name, think of a logo or a rough cut 
for a logo. Basically, it should have these four points. Be easy to read. Have the name of the podcast. Duh. Like, you know, CQ Recording Studios. That's very, it's easy to read, even when it's small. Has the name front and center. Has a single focal image related to the topic. The record, the keyboard, and the microphone. In a box, in a cube. Very clever. Who designed that for you? Uh, that would be my ex-girlfriend. Amazing. Yeah, she did a great job on that one. She did do a great job. Uh, and then finally, four, have it be a colored background, right? So black and white, good color scheme. Um, important things to remember, use multiple colors. So like, Christian, if I was going to critique yours, I don't know what I would do because I would probably, you know what? I would probably make, hmm, I'd make the box a different color. And here is here is why. If you're ever going to redesign a logo, you want one. Maybe. To, you want one to two primary colors, so black and white. But you also want two or three secondary colors, and because those are the colors you yeah, are going to. I feel like the Cube Recording Studios could have been in red, could have been in blue. Yeah. You know. But yeah, make it something with the black. So maybe like a yellow, like a bright yellow, or a teal. Or you know, cardboard colored. Because it's color. kind of like, you know, musical items in a... In a cardboard box. In a cardboard box. Yeah, and written in red. Yeah, maybe. That would that would have worked. You know? And the point is, right, you I take... I was going for something simple, but... It is know. simple. But you, but you take those colors, the black, the... Let's use your example. The black, the white, the red, um, and the brown. And all of those are going to be used for your graphics package. So, um, as you can see here... Talking with Tarashek logos. Um, I'm also going to put the Talking with Tarashek logo up here. Yep, yep, there it is. Um, you can see the orange. You can see the the blue on the glasses. You can see the tan on the skin. You can see a little streak for the gray, the brown for the hair, the blue on the width. All of those are used in my lower thirds. It's the same color. Different colors, whether it's the orange and the white. The font is usually that teal blue. Um, and my animations are usually a combo of the orange or the tan, right? Also the fonts, make sure you know what the font is. So Chris, I hope you know what the font is for the cube and the recording studios. You want to make sure those fonts are saved on your computer. Cause look at this lower third again. Um, the fonts is the same font as my logo. And I use this for like my call to actions. So when I do like my. Subscribe on YouTube or follow on Instagram or like us on Facebook. I don't think I, I, don't think I made a Facebook one, actually. I probably should do that. Um, I use the color scheme for that logo. So, like, here's the YouTube red. I use the red and white. And the font on this, on this lower third is called Playfair Display because that is the font I used in my logo. And that is going to be used across everything. All of my lower thirds, all of my graphics, like the, the on top of my tarot shot, the banner lower third. You can see that right here, right across the bottom. Look at that question. Um, the font, play for display. The orange, it's a gradient. Um, same same orange as my logo, right? So think about logos as branding. Also, if you're designing a website, same thing. Use that color scheme for the background, the font color, the font, the color. The, uh, the font of your heading and paragraphs. Um, it will be uniform across everything to make your, make your podcast look that much better. 
to your audience, yourself, advertisers, and literally anyone in between. So I'm going to show you what my webpage looks like for talking with Tarish. Let's take a look at how that looks, and I'll break it all down for you as we go, as we take, as we go through it. All right, audio podcast listeners. Once again, I'm interrupting this podcast because I cut away to video. Um, I can't do that over audio, so go to YouTube. If you want to see it, you can find it there. All of our socials, it'll be there. It's also part of the extended long-form clip. It is about an hour and six minutes into the video um, if you're listening there. But I'm not going to hold you up here. Not much to explain. Let's get back to the audio podcast. We're almost done, people. Thank you so much for sticking with me. I am very proud of that webpage. Shout out to my girlfriend who helped me design it. So that was awesome. Um, also the logo. She designed a Talk Metallic logo. Now, unless you're skilled at designing logos, which clearly I am not, I have a professional create one for you. Um, you can do it pretty cheap. Someone over here at APS can do it. Or if you know how to do it, do it. You can go on Canva, figure something out, play around a little bit. Um, but keep it simple. Keep it sweet. Remember your color codes, remember your font files, and use that across everything and anything. Um, but your logo needs to be a certain size. So three very important things, because your RSS feed, as we covered last episode, if you need to refresh what RSS feeds are, um, gets read through iTunes, and iTunes is pretty much a default flag bearer for the, the, the specs for an RSS feed, including the image. So iTunes has the specifications as it needs to be a JPEG, uh, a, sorry, a JPG, I think it's a JPEG. Chris, what's between a J, J, JPEG and JPG? The same exact thing. Same exact thing. So it needs to be a JPEG file or a PNG file. It needs to be between 1,500 and 1,500 pixels. That's a perfect square. And 3,000 and 3,000 pixels. So either way, it needs to be a perfect square. So if it's 2,000 by 2,000, that's fine. If it's 1,500 by 1,500, that's fine. If it's 31 by 31, that's not fine. iTunes won't read I'd it. urge for PNGs simply because they're a lossless file format. What does that mean? That means if you increase it in size, if it's manipulated later, if it's increased in size or made smaller, it will not lose its quality. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. That's not the same case for JPEGs or JPGs. Okay. Uh, it also needs to be under 500 gigabytes in size. That's, that's the KB. Kilobytes. Kilobytes. Mm. I say kegabytes. That's another yeah, word. Yeah. KB. Um, and that's what? Like one thousand, one thousand kilobytes in a megabyte. Right. So it's like less. It's like what? Five percent of a gigabyte. Did you say five KB? Yeah. Or no, 500. Un, under 500. Under 500. Yeah. It's half or less. Half or less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and PNGs typically are bigger, but a 3,000 by 3,000 shouldn't be able to open in 500 KBs. No. I no. mean, they're... they're it depends, but yeah. Yeah. I would go for 3,000 by 3,000 because it's more pixels. It just looks better, um, but it really, really doesn't matter. As long as your logo fits those parameters, iTunes will accept it. Now, if it's a good logo, iTunes won't tell you if, iTunes won't tell you if your logo sucks. So keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if it did. Your logo is being rejected from the platform. Yeah, your logo is rejected because it's just bad. Um, maybe they have guidelines for like profanity, uh, stuff like that. Honestly, I'm not sure, but you know, if your podcast is this like an inappropriate body part, okay, fine, good luck. Um, podcast description and choosing categories. We're almost done here, Christian, I promise. Your podcast description answers the who, the what, the when, and the why. The what, the what, because I'm tired and doing this a while. So who, who are you? As an individual, as well as a podcast. The what, 
What is your podcast about? Uh, what do you talk about? I put one on here twice. Uh, why are you talking about it? And why should they listen to it? And the when. When is it released? Is it weekly? Is it monthly? Is it daily? And give it time. So for Talking with Tarashuk, Talking with Tarashuk is hosted by Will Tarashuk. It is a is a, a variety podcast that ranges from interviews, nonsense, and talking to my friends and family. We talk about anything I generally find interesting. Why? Because it's fun. I enjoy podcasting. Uh, why should you listen to it? You should listen to it if you want to learn something new, learn something about me, or if you're interested in being a guest. When is it released? It's released Wednesday mornings, 10 a.m. on the audio feed, as well as the video on YouTube, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, that's just the basics, and I would pretty much condense that into an actual description, uh, which I have everywhere. Uh, be smart through descriptions and think of keywords to use that can be picked up by Google. Uh, categories iTunes has a massive list of categories. That's pretty much the standard uh, for podcast categories. Make sure to pick one of three categories for your podcast. Um, but I think the more detailed you go, the better. Your primary category can be business as a primary, but secondary would be investing or news or marketing. Categories are important so the algorithm knows where to put you so it can push push it out there for people to find. So don't skip that. Uh, Christian, any note on descriptions? No, I think you uh, covered things pretty well. All right. All right, home stretch. Home stretch. Home stretch, baby. Call to actions. Where to put your call to actions? So but in the first asking, Will, what's a call to action? A call to action is exactly what it sounds like. You call on your audience to act, which means subscribe, follow, or buy. Subscribe to the podcast or newsletter. Follow on socials. Uh, follow or subscribe to the, uh, the guest or buy a product from one of your partners and advertisers. Also, you tell them to review the podcast to help you in the algorithm. So subscribe, follow, buy, review. Uh, you can put them at the beginning, the middle, or the end. Uh, I do all of them at the beginning and the ends. Uh, I don't like doing them in the middle. Christian, you notice we don't do any ads or plugs in the middle of the podcast? No, we don't. Uh, that's because I think the middle is the most important thing. Um, it disrupts the flow. Yeah. And I just, I, I like... I mean, there are there are people that do take that approach. Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. It's, pro- it's probably, honestly, it's probably the most successful to do them in the middle. It, for, for, the, for the ad placements, yes. <laughs> yeah. For, you know... The, the attention's already captured. People are like, oh, what the hell? There's a, there's an ad right here. They watch it. They continue the show. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, uh, I do them at the beginning, um, typically. Mm. At the end, you always get the plugs at the end. Yep. Um, to you and the guest, always give them a chance to plug their stuff. Uh, well, plugs are, I think, ads and plugs are different. Ads and, ads and plugs are different. Correct. Right. But it's still a call to action. Yes. So it's already subscribed. Uh, I do subscribe at the beginning and the end. First thing in my cold open for the intro, we're going to get into what that means next episode or a few episodes later. Um, this can be included in your pre-recorded intro, your live intro, or you can do it in both. And again, I'm going to explain what all those means in a later episode. Uh, remind, your listeners to, remind your listeners who subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, your newsletter, etc. Uh, give your guests a chance to do this as well, and you repeat at the end. 
First and foremost, hey, this is the podcast. Remember to go subscribe. At the end, hey, this was the podcast. Remember, go subscribe. If you liked it, here's where you can find more. Like, comment, subscribe, share. Like, comment, share. subscribe, share. Yeah. Share is important. Uh, following. This can be done at the beginning as well as at the end. You know, follow Blank for more content or video content. You know, follow us on TikTok for more content. Same with the guests. Give the guests their chance to find where they can follow you. If they have a newsletter, they can subscribe or follow the newsletter. All, all you can do is throughout the podcast to be a graphics in lower thirds, which is something we do on podcasts uh, on my clips. Um, typically for that, lower third etiquette. Uh, for our lower thirds, our names, I do them every 15 minutes. I try to do them every 15 minutes. I will throw up a lower third. So at the beginning of the podcast, I'll do it like right at the beginning. You know, I'll do my intro. Welcome to Talk with Tarashuk Podcast. My name is Will Tarashuk. Lower third comes up. Say it's like uh, 90 seconds into the podcast. I will do the next one after 15.30 or 16.30. Say like Christian's talking at that time. I'll wait until I'm talking. And say it happens at 17, 1704. Then I wait and do it at, what's the math there? 30, 3204. After that. Same thing with Christian. You no, know, Christian comes in a few minutes later at the beginning of the podcast. I'll put his at like maybe three minutes. Then I'll do it again at 18 minutes. Like if he's not there at 18 minutes or say he's a little before 18 minutes, he talks at 17 minutes, I'll put it at 17 minutes. Same with the guests. Also for lower thirds, that's, you know, follow on Instagram. Same thing. I will put it every 15 minutes, I'll switch it up. Don't be annoying about it. Don't be annoying about Don't it. Don't be annoying about it. But I think every <laughs> 15 minutes is a pretty good, pretty good. They're tuned in. They're good time to do they're it. They're tuned in. They're listening. Oh, wait. Oh, this person's Instagram, TikTok handle, any, any of the things. Yeah. That's a good reminder of who they are. Like, if you have multiple lower thirds, like right. like for me, like I would do, like, you know, I could do, if I'm on another podcast, I can do, you know, host of Talking with Tarashuk, or I can do founder of APS Podcast, APS Podcast, you know, what have you. Um, I'll do 15 minutes. I'll do the first one for Instagram. 15 minutes later, I'll do YouTube. 15 minutes later, I'll do Twitter. 15 minutes later, I'll do TikTok. And by that, it's the end of the podcast. I think it's important to point out what you said um, just by saying it. You're not saying you're throwing up a paragraph of social handles all at once. Yeah, spread them out. Exactly. Spread them out. Yeah. Uh, when I'm editing for clips, I will do one lower third per clip. Typically, if it's a shorter clip, I won't do names. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Depends on the clip. If it's a longer clip, I will. If it's a shorter clip, I won't. And then I'll do like a follow on Instagram for that one clip. And then the next clip, I'll do a follow on YouTube. And et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Switch it up. If it's a TikTok. Um, so say I have a say I have a 10-minute clip from unknown, unnamed, unknown, unnamed nonsense. I'll do Instagram. For the whole clip, I'll do a follow on Instagram. And for every TikTok I cut for that clip or a YouTube short or an Instagram reel, I will use that follow on YouTube for the TikTok as well. The next clip, say it's a five-minute clip, I'll do subscribe on YouTube. Same thing with the shorts, the reels, and the, and the uh, TikToks. Follow on YouTube. And it's kind of go down the line. Uh, ads. With ads, they can be placed at the beginning, at the end. They can be placed both or in the middle. Um, and you can price them out for different ad spots. So, for example, I think ads are typically 30, 45, 60 seconds. So say I had a 60-second ad in the beginning. 
that would probably be the most expensive since one, it's longer and it's right in the beginning. It's the highest probability of getting listened to. A 15 second ad spot at the end would be the cheapest since most people don't listen to the end anyway. And it's 15 seconds, so it can be cheap. Uh, you can also throw it in the middle if you wish, and you can price that out accordingly. Um, so for us, Christian, like in between questions, we can go to an ad break that's either pre-rolled or we can do a live reading, one or the other. Yep. And that's that. You know, that that is your call to action placement. And that pretty much wraps up our episode. Next week or next episode, whenever it's released, from the idea to the end product, meaning we're still in pre-production, but we're going to go over equipment. We're going to go over microphones, USB versus analog microphones. It's going to be a lot of Christian's time to shine. The glory of lav mics, different equipment like mic stands, the arm extender. This right here is an arm extender. You know, we're going to talk about all that. Table arm. Table arm. A desktop boom pole. Those are always fun. I believe you have one under here. Uh, pop filters. Uh, wind filters. Mixers. Different mixers to have. I'll bring my mixer in. You know, different types of mixers you can Interfaces. use. Interfaces. Um, like what a task cam is. And the different um, experience level required. So if it's a beginner, you should buy this. If you're a little more like regular, you can buy one of these. If you know what you're doing, you can buy one of these. Then other types of equipments like headphones, you know, a quarter inch audio jack, audio splitters, and all the hardware you can need after that. We're going into software. All of the things. All of the things. So this is going to be fun. But Christian, this was a good episode. Any final thoughts? Yes, there was one thing that I wanted to circle back on. When you were talking about titles yep. and categories, one thing that is important and if you're, you know, creating a podcast, it's likely that it will happen is using being strategic about your titles and descriptions. Mm -hmm. If you have a channel that's all about a particular thing, putting that word everywhere, some way, somehow, not in an annoying way, but just being clever about it will, especially on YouTube, which is owned by Google, will put you higher up in the search. You know, so let's say you had a podcast on how to rap how to rap how to rap podcast episode one how to rap podcast episode 57 you have how to rap in all of those titles so the algorithm picks up on things like that so be strategic with your with your titles with your descriptions with your categories it all matters yeah that's great for individual episodes um i was also talking about like the overall podcast description yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Intro to Podcast series brought to you by Ambiguous Podcast Solutions. My name is Will Tarashuk. That's T's and Thomas. A R A S H U K. All my shenanigans can be found anywhere and everywhere podcasts can be found at Talking with Tarashuk Podcast. Uh, Apple, iTunes, Spotify. Apple is iTunes. Dumbass. Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, you know, all the works. Christian, keep recording studios. Let's have it. Cube Recording Studios, what's going on? It was definitely fun talking about all, all of the all of the things that go into a podcast and all the different nuances. Next episode, we're going to be getting into equipment. It's uh, you're going to he be hearing a lot more from me, as Will said, talking about interfaces, microphone choice, um, things that are budget friendly, things that are a little bit more expensive, and everything in between to get you the sound that you're looking for, either on a 
professional budget or even on a, a on a lower budget. If you're doing things out of your out of your home uh, on a lower lower budget, we're going to be talking about those things: cabling, um, mic placement, everything you need to get going. Audio, music in the background, what you need to do, how you're going to do it, the software you're going to need to use, everything that encompasses. This is, uh, you know, this is recorded Cube Recording Studios, cuberecordingstudios.com. That's the plug where you can find us. We can handle audio and video and everything that you see here. Back to you, Will. We're also going to have videos on how to set all of the equipment up and how to use the equipment. I personally use the Rodecaster Pro, uh, which is my mixer. We're going to have video tutorials on how to do that. We've got tutorials on how to set up. The mic, you know, how far you should be away from the mic, how how much headroom is appropriate, framing up your guests, setting levels, setting levels, all that fun stuff, all that is coming. So a lot of the nitty gritty uh, talking and long winded stuff is pretty much done. Now we get into the fun stuff and we'll see you all there. Till then, y'all take care. All right. That's that.